Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. Before we kick off the show, I just wanted to take a moment to remind you that the ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is taking place in Barbados this summer. This, by default, gives all of my fellow cricket fanatics the perfect excuse to go and book a holiday to Barbados in June and experience firsthand the euphoric atmosphere at the Kensington Oval, the cricket mecca of the Caribbean. If the cricket alone isn't enough to tempt you, then let me be the one to remind you that a trip to Barbados can also include leisurely strolls along the breathtaking coastline, mouth-watering flavours of the world-class Bayesian cuisine, and, of course, plenty of rum. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados, the best place to be a cricket fan. This is indeed the following on podcast from uh, TalkSport. Welcome along as we bring you all of the reaction and the discussion from the third one-day international from the three-match series between England and Bangladesh in Chattagaram. England, of course, winning the uh, first two matches of the series in Murpur. So they already had the series in the bag when they arrived for the uh, third one-day and it was whether they could uh, go three from three. Well, uh, they lost the toss for the third time in this series. Bangladesh chose to bat, and they were bowled out in 48 overs and five balls for 246. They got off to a horrible start once again, 17 for two in three overs. Sam Curran picked up early wickets once again. But Shanto, Mushfikur and Shakib Al-Hassan all making 50s to get them back into uh, the uh, innings. They were 115 for three, 153 for four, and the fifth wicket went down with the score on 163. So it was a good rebuilding job, ending up posting 246. As I say, the uh, top wicket taker, Jofra Archer, as he mopped up the tail, three for 35 from his eight overs and five balls. Sam Curran and Adil Rashid both taking uh, twofers. Rashid only bowling five of his overs because on debut today, the youngest ever England debutante in one-day international cricket, Rayan Ahmed, was involved. He took one for 62. His uh, wicket was getting Mahedi Hassan caught and bowled for five. So in reply, England needed to score it just a smidge under five and over to win. Uh, 247 the target, as I say, as it was, though, bowled out for 196 in 43 overs and one ball. Jason Roy, 19. Phil Salt, 35. David Milan, a two-ball duck. James Vince, 35, uh, 38. Uh, Sam Curran, promoted to number five, made 23 from 49. Just Butler, 26. Moen Ali, two. Chris Wokes, 34, uh, was the uh, final man out. Adil Rashid, eight. Ryan Ahmed made two. Jofra Archer, five not out. Shakib Al-Hassan, four for 35. And in that, he took 
300 one-day international uh, wickets, the first Bangladeshi bowler to uh, reach that mark. So 2-1 the uh, series finishes. Uh, Kath Dalton and Steve Harmison are alongside myself, Andrew McKenna, for the uh, following on podcast. Uh, Harmi, let's start with you. Look, no, no professional team ever goes out thinking it's OK to lose. England will be disappointed from today's point of view however the series was already done and dusted with the work that they'd done in the first two so they're not going to be too down on themselves no there's 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 a lot of i think a lot of positivity in i think the england's player today you've seen a young young man 18 year old make his debut for england that's 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 positive in itself no matter how well he bowled or how poorly he bowled i actually thought he bowled very well to be fair joffrey archer another one back you know, taking wickets, bowling well at the end, bowling well in the middle when he his captain needed a wicket, and that's great positivity for from for the England cricket team. Sam Curran got two wickets with a brand new ball, um, and it was it just didn't happen with the bat. And we've had times in the last few years with with England on these sort of surfaces where it's been a challenge. England don't seem to find somebody to hang around in that middle order and when you look at the opposition they showed their experience in just hanging around and hanging in there and got themselves to a total England didn't have that and I look at David Milan shot at a poor shot from from somebody so experienced in Milan um, and I think that the derailment was them three wickets in for one run at the top but there was a lot of positive to come into it even Adil Rashid got two for 21 I don't know where his other five overs went but yeah, I think Joss Butler is just trying to find out about people and find out about situations and find out about where his team needs to be to evolve. Um, but England, England will be disappointed. Joss Butler will be disappointed that they haven't been able to win 3-0 because that would have been the, the goal when they, they set off, that 3-0 win in the, in the ODIs and the 3-0 win in the, in the T20s was something that, this England cricket team wanted the momentum going into into the World Cup. And something else I forgot to mention, Maka, was that number eight spot. England have trialled in Australia and in in the in the past few games to have Sam Curran or Chris Wokes at number seven. Um, I don't think I don't think this team can have that. I think they need that number eight comfort blanket, being able to to being able to back a competent batsman at number eight all-rounder, especially in these subcontinental conditions. So I think England have learned a lot over the course of the last three games. Kat Dalton, um, just just on the surface, I mean, look, you can't have every surface the same and you would never get them the same because you're playing around the world in different conditions. Seven and a bit hours and we've got a thick end of 450 runs. We're, we can... You know, we've had one-day internationals that one team batting alone, particularly England when they bat, actually are pushing 400 on on their own. It, it was a bit stodgy. It did make for a bit a bit turgid cricket. But does that mean it was a bad wicket? Not necessarily. I think in these conditions, if you go to Bangladesh, you're expecting it to be turning and keeping a lot lower than other places in the world so it's about adjusting to these conditions and England did that in the first two ODIs and we were discussing off air uh, David Milan's innings was probably the difference in this series um, because Bangladesh could have easily gone on and won that ODI if it wasn't for Milan Um, so England have adjusted well to these conditions they'll be pleased with some of their performances but equally so will Bangladesh they've lost 2-0 the series they came into the game today 
their heads are down, they're thinking, you know, this game is, doesn't really mean anything. But Tamin Iqbal was very confident in saying he wanted his team to fight back. And they were 70 for two, if not, not to forget that. They, were, they had lost a few wickets very early on after just six overs. And uh, Shanto came in and he, and he batted really well. Um, he started that rebuild and, and his 53 was actually vital in, in getting Bangladesh to a good score. Of course, we can talk about Mushfiqa Rahim and um, Saqib Al-Hassan's innings because they were probably the ones that would stand out. Uh, and Saqib's performance today, you know, taking 300 wickets in ODI cricket was phenomenal. But there were contributions around that helped Bangladesh secure this victory, and I'm sure they'd be very proud of that. Yeah, absolutely. Just to give you some context, yeah, first Bangladeshi to take 300 one-day international wickets, and the third player in all-rounder in international cricket to do the double of 300 wickets and 6,000 runs in this form of the game. The other two are Shahid Afridi and Sanath Jaya Sarir. So we're talking about uh, up there with the absolute very best. Um, but Harmi, there will be an element of disappointment from Bangladesh's point of view, although they've won this game. 2.46 all out. Uh, and actually, they were going along very nicely with that rebuild from 17 for two when they're 115 for two. And Shanto gets himself run out in a uh, mix-up with Mushfikur. And then not a million miles after that, Mushfikur plays a horrible shot across the line to Adil Rashid gets himself out so actually they could have posted a, a far more challenging total for England that really would have had them thinking uh, uh, that's what happens in this part of the world you, you've, it's very very difficult to get in on once you're in get used to the conditions used to the, you know, the where the ball's bouncing used to the spin field positions and the angles that the opposition ad um, adopt once you get in uh, you, you, you've got to cash in and that is a, probably a message that Josh Butler will be giving to his team right now is that in the games that we've won and been successful, we've had somebody to go on and bat and get get a hundred. That's why we've won. We're coming back in this we're coming back in this direction in seven months' time to play a World Cup. You mentioned the pitch before, Macca. England, if England are going to win the World Cup, you're going to play what seven seven games to win the World Cup, eight games to win the World Cup. The longer you go on in the tournament, the, the more chance you're going to come up a pitch like what we've had today. Because with TV cameras and the way the grounds are situated, you can only play it on a pitch, one of the three pitches in the centre of the ground. You get to knock out stages or the back end of the stage of the tournament where, the, where, the, where these grounds have had multiple games on and pitch after pitch has been used. All of a sudden, you could come up in a semi-final on a pitch like that, and that is something that England have got to have got to get their heads around because of, in the recent past, the one the one type of surface that England have struggled on, is this sort of surface. So it's so important that if you get in, you cash in, and we've seen, like you seen, you mentioned in the first innings, you know, Bangladesh, the wheels came off literally with one poor shot, one bad decision, and a run out, and then a poor shot. And then they get bowled out for two, two, four, six. When you were thinking two eighty, two ninety, and England the same. England are going going along not too badly, fifty for none. Best time to bat in the power play. Somebody's got to take responsibility and go right. I've got to be here, not at the end, but I've got to put a big hole and a big dent into this game. So we are ahead of the game, as opposed to being behind the game. So then we can have a 15-minute, not a 15-minute wobble. We can have a 15-minute quiet patch and we're still in the game. And I think that is something that England will be wanting to nil before they get to the World Cup. Because you look at 
you know, you, you mentioned before we're going to have commentary of India against Australia for the next Test match, and it's like which beaches, which beaches the next <laughs> Test match going to be on? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So that's what's going to happen. England are the best team in the world. For most in most countries around the world, I don't think they're the best team in the world in the subcontinent with everybody in play when it comes to comes to the World Cup, and because of that. I think that's where England England could be the difference between a semi-final spot and a winning the World or retaining the World Cup because of surfaces like they've just played on. Actually, Harmy, you've just sort of preempted my next question. And they are the defending champions going into this World Cup, but defending champions from winning a tournament in their own country. So, from quite a long time out, we knew that they were the best side in the world, and we knew they had a great chance. Um, as you've just touched on, they're a great side at the moment but maybe not in these conditions. So where, where do you think England are in terms of October and November for that World Cup in India? For me, they're in a great place. They're in a great place, but one man's going to make a difference. And, I, and, I, and I've said this, and I'm, I put, I'm putting obviously pressure on him here, but there's one man going to... I think we are, we are up there with India, with, with Pakistan, with Australia, when it comes to you know, the favourites for that World Cup. But if England don't manage Ben Stokes right and manage to talk him into playing in the World Cup, then I don't think England will win it. Because I think we've seen in the past, he's the best situation player I've ever seen. And England, if, if this was a World Cup semi-final or World Cup knockout stage, England against Bangladesh, Ben Stokes coming out at number five or number six, England win that match. Because Ben Stokes wins it by himself. Because he takes the game as deep as he possibly can. He gets 30 off 60 balls, plays, lets people play around him. And then when he gets himself in a position to go, he will go. And we've seen it many times. We've seen it in the World Cup final, in the 2020 competition in Australia. So I think it's as, as simple as that. We need, I think they need Ben Stokes to go, That which is one thing. That will be a tick plus a tick in the box. And I think we, they might have to go with power at one, two and three. Because it just seems the best, way, the best time to bat in these conditions is at one, two, and three. So the, the David Milan, Joe Root bat around that they have been doing, they might have to think, right, it's, it's, it, it is the, along the lines of Roy, Roy Salt Bairstow, Roy Bairstow Jacks, something like that, to really put them ahead of the game once they come out of that 10-over power play. Catherine, I'm going to ask you the same question in a minute, but just, Harmy, you, you've touched on Ben Stokes there. Um, during the commentary of the second New Zealand Test match, uh, you were very concerned about Ben Stokes when he started to get knee mm. problems again. Um, a week or so later, having had time to think about it, um, how concerned are you, Neil, now still about Ben Stokes' knee problem and the implications? Because he said he still thinks he can go and play in the IPL, um, which might be a financial reason as much as anything else. But in terms of his, his health and fitness at the moment, are you still as concerned as where you were uh, during that second test in Wellington? Yeah, absolutely. Because the first thing I've seen in Wellington, which was to change the opinion that Ben Stokes can manage himself between now and the end of the World Cup, or even India aware when it comes to test series, is he was never in trouble when he batted. It was the bowling side. So he only, he only really had problems when he had to bowl or get himself in a position to have a word with his knees at lunch or tea, get himself in a position to bowl a 10-over spell, which is it's a lot easier for him to bowl a 10-over spell than two 5-over spells because once it gets moving, that's it. He can then, he can then finish once he's bowled his 8, 9, 10-overs, which he's, he does on a regular basis. Never hampered him batting. It hampered him batting in Wellington. That, for me, tells you... 
the signs are there. That, for me, tells you this could be a harder thing to manage over the course of the next eight months. And that's a, that's, a, that's, a con, that's a conversation that really needs to be had at the top. That needs to come out. I think it needs to come out of Ben Stokes' hands. It's, it's a conversation Rob Key and he has with the medical team to think, right, he is our captain. How do we get him in a position to fully go and win the Ashes as well as if the World Cup's a, a possibility he's retired so we're not sure on that but then you've got India not long after that in a test series England's next test the England's big 10 test matches Australia at home and India away England need their captain England are a completely different team in test match cricket without Ben Stokes and I think that is something with IPL with 100 with World Cup I think the conversation for me needs to be had at the top of how can you get through I trust Ben Stokes if he tells me that he can get himself through and he can do it not a problem I trust that I trust him because he's been doing it for so long but the minute I've seen him struggling with the bat in his hand then for me then the alarm bells were ringing thank you for that Harmy um Kath back to you in terms of England where they are running into this World Cup um obviously the potential availability or otherwise of Ben Stokes but will have an, an effect on it. But in, in terms of where you see where they are, what, eight, eight nine months out from a World Cup, what are you seeing and what are the areas of concern for you? Well, England are a very successful side and they have been for such a long period of time. So you talk about Ben Stokes and being a big name player and a big game player. He always rises to the occasion, doesn't he? And uh, he did that in both the World Cups. That's why England are, are such a good side in the world. But we've spoken on air so many times about the depth in their batting and who's going to take whose position. And, you know, Sam Curran, is, Chris Wokes is also breathing down his neck. So there are so many positions in that England side where you can name two, three players that could play in that role. I don't think you could name another person to play the Ben Stokes role, which is, I think, what Harmy is talking about, and correctly so. He's, he is a special player. He's a unique player. Uh, but we've got Johnny Bairstow still to come back from injury. There are a lot of very good and talented cricketers in this England side, and I think they have a winning mentality. You know, they like to win. They know how to win, uh, not necessarily today, or, although today I think they were trying a few people in different positions, as we saw with Sam Curran going a lot higher up the order. But with Joffre Archer back, because he's obviously been missing for quite a few years now, um, leading into an Ashes and a World Cup, I think he's going to be a big player and have a big role to play in that. His pace was slightly down today. Who can blame him uh, at the back end of a series? But he is a very, very good bowler and, and frightening bowler when he gets going with some great mix-ups so they've got the bowling attack to do it they've got the spinner to do it in Adil Rashid I would back England if, if I had if I was a betting person I would have my money on uh, on England for that World Cup OK well that all looks good uh, the England captain will be a, a touch disappointed that they weren't able to take the series in Bangladesh 3-0 at the post-match presentation ceremony Joss Butler's been speaking with Shamim Chowdhury uh, first of all, congratulations on winning the series, but uh, you really must have been targeting a whitewash, just didn't work out today. Yeah, absolutely. We, we want to desperately win the, the game today, um, but of course we're, we're delighted still to, to win the series. Um, yeah, I think uh, yeah, we're quite happy with the score we were chasing and we got off to a fantastic start and uh, Bangladesh fought back really well. They did indeed, but uh, you're talking about that start, early starters for Bangladesh managed to get to... 240. That must have made you comfortable, and the way you came back, the, the start you got. Uh, 
tell me any reason uh, for uh, sort of elevating Curran in the batting order. What was the thinking behind it? Yeah, I think it was a great opportunity for Sam to get up the order today. Um, he's someone with huge potential with the bat. So um, having won the series and, and Will Jacks uh, being injured, there's a great chance to give Sam um, the opportunity up the order today. And uh, of course, this is all leading up to your pre <coughs> excuse me preparations for the World Cup. Different venue, different uh, nature of wicket uh, that you're playing on. Adjusted, you felt that you're reasonably comfortable with it? Yeah, absolutely. Um, no, I think we got out of this tour exactly what we wanted. We wanted to play on, on wickets like this and, and the two that we played on in Dhaka, um, the perfect preparation uh, for us and, and great for us to challenge ourselves in these conditions, which, uh, as I've said, all throughout, these are the conditions we, we find the hardest. And um, I think it's be really valuable for us um, to reflect on this series, things that we did well, areas that we can improve and, and uh, take that into our game. And, and uh, we can you know, build on this um, leading into the World Cup later in the year. Right, uh, so talking about the World Cup, then you have the, the T20 series coming up starting here in a few days' time. Different format, different set of players. Uh, how are you assessing that? Yeah, it's sure to be another really exciting series. Um, again, in, in conditions that, uh, that we'll find challenging. Um, and, but we look forward to the T20 format. It's a, a format we really enjoy and uh, we look forward to the games. Well, you're a world champion at both the formats and uh, you've earned your uh, win in the series. I'm sure you're looking forward to winning the next one too. Yep, fingers crossed. Well, good luck to you and thanks for talking to us. Thank you. Roundabout Season 2, presented by Nissan, is live now and we're back to share more stories from the road and the memories made along the way. We're talking rest stops. If we're stopping to get gas, you will be timed. Misguided plans. I grew up in the city, so I have like, you know, a healthy fear of Real extreme darkness. <laughs> a lot of laughs. Y'all weird, but you, yeah, you, you were different. And so much more. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Life is full of awesome what ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. If your passion for travel is on par with your passion for cricket, then I have some excellent news. The ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is being hosted in Barbados this June, which makes it the perfect destination for your summer holidays this year. To make the most of your trip, you can also experience eight matches from the series in Barbados, including... England against Scotland and England against Australia. In under a month's time, you could be spending your days exploring the vibrant streets of Bridgetown, drinking rum in the sunshine and experiencing exotic Bayesian delicacies in the culinary capital of the Caribbean. There truly is something for everyone. There's no need to wait a second longer. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados, truly the best place to be a cricket fan. Joss Butler in conversation with uh, Shamim Trowdry at the uh, the post-match presentation ceremony. The great thing about Joss Butler, Steve Harmison, in some ways you can't actually tell whether England have won or lost <laughs> a game at times because he never gets too high and he never gets too low. It, it's, it is a great team man to have around in the fact that, OK, yeah, some things might have worked, some things might not have worked. 
he's brilliant. He's absolutely brilliant at that. And then the fact that, uh, that there's no great exuberation and there's certainly no wailing and gnashing of teeth. No, absolutely. And I think that's why, again, a bit like Owen Morgan, we've got a great leader. We have got, a, I think we have got a fine leader in, in Joss Butler. He, very, very calm, very very grounded, very humble, especially when the, the, the you know, even even when he, he, he sort of pulls off some of these unbelievable feats with the bat, comes out, takes his helmet, uh, helmet and kit off, and he looks as though he's, his heart must be racing at a thousand miles an hour, and he's, he's he's very sort of balanced with his opinions on the game. Doesn't um, shout from the rooftops, but he's you can see he's protecting his players, and he talked about Sam Curran going up up the order and the reasons why and. I just think I just think Sam Curran he's a little bit unlucky for the surface he was going on and the position he went in. Could it have been could it have been more of a responsibility of a, a senior player, i.e. Moen Ali, gone in at fifty for three and tried to rebuild that. Um but England have, have stuck by the plan that they've had, wanting to give Sam Curran exposure and I don't have a problem with that, like I said before. And I don't think we should be judging Sam Curran on just this one inst- one in uh, innings alone at number five. So Butler is he's got a plan on how he needs to get to India in, in, in six or seven months time. Um like I said before, he needs things to go his way, he needs people to be fit and firing, um he needs a retirement to be reversed and I think if he gets all that going his way I think he's got a great chance going to to India and 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 being a real force in the tournament and when it comes to knockout player that's what you've got to try and uh, strive to achieve and once they get into knockout player into the semi-final or into the final because of their history you'd back England to be successful but at this minute in time I think a little shot across the bow in this game the third one in the series where England weren't quite at it on a surface that they might just turn up against back end of a tournament um, in six or seven months' time. One final thought, Kath Dalton. We've seen a potential moment of history today. Rayan Ahmed making his one-day international debut. Already got his test match under his belt, of course. But the youngest Englishman uh, on one-day international uh, debut. And he's now fully fledged. He's up and ready to go and could be a start of a very long career. Talent, isn't he? There's been a lot of talk of him in the media and in the press in and around his career so far. And sometimes that can add a little bit of pressure, can't it? If you're the youngest, everyone's looking at you. Um, he bowled okay in these conditions. We, we did speak about on air how he bowled a lot of googlies, didn't really go for his leg spinner as much as he'd like. But you know what? He's so young. He's got such a long career ahead of him. That's something he will learn to develop and as his confidence grows and he gets better, um, I think we're looking at a very talented spinner for the years to come. So England take the One Day International Series 2-1. Three T20s are coming your way. Uh, the first of those is Thursday morning. We'll be on air at 8.30 for that one for the toss. First ball at 9 o'clock. But England have been victorious in the One Day Internationals, taking them 2-1 despite going down in the third. You've been listening to the following on podcast from TalkSport. If you missed any of the show or wish to catch up, you can download the podcast. Now available via the free TalkSport app or wherever you get your podcasts. Don't forget for more cricket content, you can listen to the Cricket Collective on TalkSport 2 every Tuesday evening as Neil Manthorpe and Double Ashes winner Steve Harmison debate the biggest stories with a host of big names. 
And if you want to send us a question to a member of the TalkSport team, you can tweet us at cricket underscore TS and we'll answer your question on the next podcast. But for now, you've been listening to Following On. The Following On podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. And this is your gentle reminder that Barbados is the best place to be a cricket fan. With eight matches from the ICC Men's T20 Cricket World Cup Series taking place in Barbados this summer, including the final, you can experience the summer of a lifetime by booking today. Aside from immersing in world-class cricket in the sunshine, Barbados is the dream destination for all travel enthusiasts. It is where adventure meets paradise, the culinary capital of the Caribbean, and better still, the birthplace of rum. If you are keen to unite with cricket fans across the globe for what is set to be an unforgettable summer, then head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today. Roundabout Season 2, presented by Nissan, is live now, and we're back to share more stories from the road and the memories made along the way. We're talking rest stops, if we're stopping to get gas. You will be timed. Misguided plans. I grew up in the city, so I have like, you know, a healthy fear of real extreme darkness. (laughs) A lot of laughs. Y'all weird, but you, yeah, you, you were different. And so much more. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.